I've got a hunger Twisting my stomach into knots That my tongue is tied off Welcome to We Have the Facts, one novice's guide to all things Death Capricuity and one expert's reflection on over 20 years of history. I'm your novice, Ali Abdulatif, and with me as always, my co-host and Death Cap expert, Justin Tachi. Hey, how's it going, guys? Back to doing the fast one. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we should let the listeners know that you are officially in Baltimore now. Yes. And uh, this is our first time recording something uh, via Skype. Yes, I mean, they heard an episode last week where I was also in Baltimore, but that was recorded before I had come to Baltimore. Yeah, but, okay, but for the sake of showing them how the soup is made, we are recording in Boston. I thought the original idea was that we don't want to show them how we make the soup. We want them to know how to make, how we made the soup. Um, I guess we should open up with the fact that this episode will be a little different. It's not going to be our usual um, album episode. I- I'm going to give my first takes and initial impressions of the new record because i feel like that's what's on everyone's mind and then next week we'll be back with um original uh going through the albums and that will be the open door ep Mm -hmm. so um i guess i should just fire away with how i feel about the album right uh i mean yeah let's the we're talking about the latest album thank you for everything fuck you it's thank you for today (laughs) sure if you say if you insist let's call it that um, I'm not going to listen to it until uh, we get to it in the chronological order of the band. Uh, I've heard a couple songs. I've heard the singles because, you know, I had to mix them in when we were editing them. Um, but so it's going to be almost exclusively you talking about these. And then a.k.a. the other guy. Yeah. And then we'll talk about them <laughs> more later. OK. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I guess I should just dive right in. Um, I like the album. <laughs> um, uh i think it's their best record since narrow stairs uh, on initial impressions i would say it takes the new death cab era but somehow still captures the magic of the mid death cab era so like your plans era i would i would say that this album is probably most uh reminiscent of but with like a lot more it's not as it's probably their most uplifting record minus codes and keys because i know that he was happy to write this record um, like I said, I'm not going to go into the track, track, track by track, like we normally do on the episodes, because, uh, I, I'd rather save that for when me and Ali go over it. But, um, yeah, I think the whole album flows very well. Um, in my personal opinion, I mean, I'll talk about just like favorite initial tracks. Um, summer years, I mean, I heard the live version because I think they played it in, on a European date. Um, definitely my favorite and probably the strongest track for me on the album. I also very much like Your Hurricane and 60 and Punk is very interesting. I wouldn't say I, I, I think it's probably one of their best album closers um, in the sense that it definitely ties it all together. Um, least favorite track is probably Gold Rush. I, I mean, it's a good song. I just don't I think it's better in the album in the context of the album, but I don't think it necessarily is the best by any means. I'll interrupt you right album. there. I heard Gold Rush and I did like it. I, I might be, I've only heard it once when I was putting it in, but I did enjoy it. And I, I, I think you might be wrong on that one. Here's the deal. I think you're going to reserve judgment until you listen to the whole album. But I think, wow. weirdly, enough, Shut weirdly, weirdly enough, Ali, I think that this might actually be your favorite Death Cab album. Oh, we'll find out. I mean, we'll find out. I mean, it's just my prediction. I think this 
will be your favorite. I think it covers all the bases of what you like in the sense of um, I think it's a very good cohesive piece. The, the songs sound very different, but still thematically and uh, musically have a cohesive feel to it. Whereas okay. I feel like on some records we've been lacking in either the lyrics or in the musicality and cohesiveness. Um, not to a like, horrible degree, but just in the sense of just like something has suffered to make something more excellent in there. But I think that we've had a, um, I would say, pulled a 180, and it's all together very good. So um, I say the strongest release in at least the last five years. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what else to say other than, uh, oh, I did get the vinyl um, release. I mm-hmm. got that mailed to me. Um, I Because I bought a ticket to see them at the Orpheum Theater, I was able to get a discounted fee on it. And um, the sleeve, the inside sleeve is beautiful. And I think the whole packaging of the record is very cool. I like the uh, album art. I think it plays to the album's feel. And I think that, uh, yeah, no, I mean, all in all, I think this is, this is, uh, this is a high note for Death Cab for Cutie. Um, I think this, this, uh, people were weary of the new band members coming in and Chris Walla leaving. I think the production is on point. I think everything, it's a well-produced record. I don't think that the lyrics are the strongest they've ever been, but I think that's because he wasn't really trying to write a devastating record. He was trying to just give everyone a break, especially with the whole political climate. I know that he's very active in that, so he didn't want to, um, you know, just be like, fuck it, everything sucks. So he tried to show that there was some beauty in, in the world still, and I think that that very much plays into the thank you for today feeling to the record, so... Um, so does the album have like a theme, like a theme to it? Does, is, is there a topic covered or is it a story or what's it like? Um, in my opinion, I think the story, at least from the first, I've probably listened to the record at this point. Um, it came out, I think two weeks ago now, I think, um, I've listened to it probably at least 10 to 15 times. Um, actually some in passing and some actually like really listening to it. Um, uh, various different ways, either through vinyl or on my headphones, or also um, I sometimes Uber for a little extra cash, so I throw that on. That's a good record. Just I feel like because it's pretty easy listening, and no one will complain about it. And I can't play like fucking you know obscure eighties hardcore. Um, <laughs> I mean, so, you could. I just don't think I mean, you'd maintain a five star rating. I know. I you know weirdly enough, I have a five star rating still. Wow, look at as you. A driver. But you know what's fucked up? My, my rider, like when me, like when I order Ubers, I have a four point seven six. I mean, still high, I guess. I don't, I don't know what the average. I don't know. I think, I think that's pretty low because most people I know are like four eight, four nine at least. <laughs> so well, yeah, I, you're right. You suck. You're a terrible passenger. That is fair. Um, well, it could have been the guy that made the Umbrella Man thing. He could have been the uh, the guy that we didn't talk us. to him. I know, but he was probably like, uh, "Why aren't they talking to me about the Umbrella Man?" <laughs> <laughs> um well there is one guy that i did uh i literally cursed at until he left because he wouldn't he wouldn't let me put bags in his car and i was like are you fucking kidding me like when i was trying to move something from one uh building to another and i was like are you fucking kidding me and i was like and he's like you should just cancel i'm like no i want to wait for you to fucking cancel yeah so he probably gave me zero stars Uh, my favorite um, was the guy anyway. that asked me for dating advice, and I was like, "Look at me! I I have no expertise in dating. What are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, I I guess getting back to the question, so thematically, I think that there is a very strong feeling of uh things are changing, 
and trying to gripe with them and handle them. Um, I think it's as simple as that. It's a pretty simple concept, but I think that in today's climate, like I said before, it's kind of hard to hold on to anything. And because mm-hmm. uh, just like you look at your phone, you look at the news and you're just like, how the fuck? What? <laughs> so um, I think that that plays all into it. And I think that there's, I think he even comments, because I remember even when we were talking about Gold Rush, um, that it was a very much, he was talking about how Seattle's changing and how he doesn't want it to become like uh, San Francisco and it's losing its artistic feel. I think he also comes to terms with that there needs to be change. Mm-hmm. But, like, he still wants to hold on to some of the values. Like, the values as a whole, he wants to still stay there. But he is okay with change because that's just the way life is. Okay. So, and I think that also, to be fair, I think Ben's writing from a very good place now because I think in um, an interview that I've list- or re- read about, um, forgot which interview there was a bunch lately because of the new record but um he said this is probably the the most fun or the the best feeling record that they've written together since um transatlanticism and i think that very much shows so um i think that there is just chris was over it and didn't want to be in the band anymore i didn't want they didn't have the same chemistry anymore and i think now that they're going back to just ben holding the the reins rather Mm -hmm. than kind of holding the reins with chris I think you've got a better and more cohesive piece, and that very much shows through in this record. Um, I'm very interested to hear what other people are saying, and it seems like everyone's very about the album. I think that this album will bring them back to like the main stage of a lot of festivals, whereas they've been kind of dwindling and becoming more and more of a nostalgia act. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's very cool. I mean, uh, I mean, I still think they obviously they're going to show strong on, on club shows, but I think like they can play. I saw them once at like Madison Square Garden in the past like three or four years, and it was like it definitely was not full. And even the stuff up prices weren't even that expensive, just because I don't think it was super like it sold out, but it wasn't as it wasn't like when I saw Radiohead when their tickets on sale for like eight hundred dollars, mm-hmm. like nosebleeds. So I don't think uh, Death Cab will ever get back to that point, or will be at that point. But I think that it's interesting, and I think that it'll be cool to see them. Um, on the main stage, I think their live show has gotten a little bit better and tighter um, because they have the two members, whereas Chris was kind of doing both jobs at the same mm-hmm. time. So I think that that th- this album will add to their live show. All right. Um, yeah, I so I've been doing like a, a little bit of light stalking on the uh, Reddit, and um, if you haven't, check out the the subreddit for the Death Cap uh on reddit it's it's really cool there's a lot of people they do like weekly discussions on every song there um so i haven't gotten in depth because i haven't really heard the album yet so i don't want to jump in too deep but it seems like there is generally like a positive response to this album people seem to be enjoying it there are a few people that dislike it but i think um almost everyone is is into it yeah i think if you i I mean i think for the the uh the casual death cab fan will like this album um, if you really like the mid era, like the Transatlanticism Plans and Narrow Stairs era of Death Cab, you'll also like this album. Um, if you're still clinging on to We Have the Facts, uh, this is not your cup of tea. That's basically what I think it comes down to. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you're still clinging on to We Have the Facts, then just listen to the one album. They're never going to do that again. Okay. 
All right, so what are your predictions for the future? So we're going to re-listen to this album, or I'm going to listen to it for the first time. You're going to re-listen to it in about um, like a month. Uh, and yeah. what do you expect to, what do you think is going to stick with you that you're still going to enjoy? What do you think is going to grow on you that you didn't like originally? And what do you think that, um, like, where do you, where do you feel like this album is going to fall after a month of sitting with it? I think it'll still be better than any of the last three releases that they've put out. I mean, not, not including Aerosmith. I guess, I guess including this album, Codes and Keys, and Kintsugi. I think it's still better than those. I think it'll still be better than those. Um, I think 60 and Punk will grow on me a little bit more. Um, Near Far will grow on me a little bit more. There's a couple of tracks that are very like kind of like loop heavy, mm-hmm. and I think that they take some time to like catch, get catched in your, get caught in your head, and and kind of move forward. Um, I think your hurricane might actually grow on me a little bit more, but I still think that summer years will still be my favorite track. I think maybe gold rush might kind of fit its way back into the record better for me, um, as a whole. But I think pretty much like, I think like maybe your hurricane or, um, trying to think, um, Autumn Love also is not my favorite either. Um, I don't think it's a bad al- a bad song by any means. I think it's a good mid-album track. Um, I think that uh, just as a whole, I think the album will sound just like, I think I'll appreciate more of the so-called album tracks, if you will. Um, kind of like your Northern Lights, You Moved Away, Near Far. I think all of those tracks will just become more and more um, omnipresent on the record. And I won't just be gravitating towards like summer years. Um, I still think actually one track that I haven't brought up is uh, I, I Dreamt We Spoke Again. Awesome beginning to an album. And I think that it's very cool. And I think it's very. Um, a lot of these tracks seem like homages to, um, uh, to like past works that he's had. So like I think that song in particular is a very big um, homage to um, uh, Postal Service. So I think it's really cool how he's kind of uh, tying all of the history of Death Cab into this album. And I think this record is very much, thank you for still sticking with us, and we're going to continue to grow, but at the same time, we're still going to maintain who we are. And that's why they called it Thank You for Everything. Uh, and fuck you, Ali. Um, I guess we should dive into some nonsense, since that was a lot of seriousness, and a lot of me talking. So uh, how's Baltimore? Baltimore's good. Uh, just moved here. Uh, things are going okay. Uh, the world is the world. Wow, that's uh. <laughs> I'm glad know. that we asked. We asked you how Baltimore was. Yeah, uh, I drove down with Homer, and he uh, puked in the car because something moved in the back, and he panicked. <laughs> so I had to stop by the side of like the highway, and he only puked on his bed, so I like had to like clean it off with. All I had was toilet papers on the side of the road with toilet paper scooping dog puke off of bed. Nice. Yeah, it's a good time. I'm sure our listeners will love that. No, I think they're into it. Oh, nice. Uh, Anyway. Uh, How's Boston? Uh, Boston's good. Uh, I did a shitty Ali bit today, and uh, George yelled at me for doing a shitty Ali bit. What'd you do? What did I? I fuck. What was the bit? It was a pretty big garbage bit. I don't remember though. It was it was it was typical Ali garbage. Okay, now that I'm gone, harass George less. He can't take it. Like <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't need all of your cascading bullshit. 
I mean, it wasn't a bad bit. It was just like, I don't know. It was something. I forgot what it was. But it was interesting. Um, we walked through the Arboretum without Homer. That was weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I still think that sometimes I have to walk him when I come home. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> like, where the fuck is he? And it's it's weird not getting dick punched every day. That's, I that's, think it's that's time really... to just get your own dog, man. Uh, I, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> just... uh, you're wrong. Um, what other things are they talking about? I was going to say, I got my own mic for the podcast now, so that's interesting. So I feel, and I have a pop filter, even though you're not using your pop filter. <laughs> They're like, wow, Justin's <laughs> peas don't pop. Like, at least peas pop. I also <laughs> said peas and pop a lot. So. Yeah, fuck you. Are you guys watching anything? Are you listening to anything? Uh, I'm almost done with, we are almost done with The Wire. Okay. Um, which... By the way, the fifth season's the worst. I am so bored. Oh, the second season's the worst. Uh, the first season's the second worst. It has some interesting moments, especially near the end. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I mean, Butchie just got shot, so like, I'm like, okay, cool. But like, at the same time, it's it was way better than this. What was way better than this? The docks. No. <laughs> uh, and also the fifth season, the worst song. That's fair. I, 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 I dislike the third, but I also... Yeah. Anyway, uh, I've been watching a lot of West Wing recently. Oh, are you actually doing that? Because I know you asked me if you like you wanted a new show to binge, so you, you Yeah, I'm a season West and Wing. a half into the West Wing. Now, I know Aaron Sorkin leaves after season four, and then like the show gets less good, and I'm kind of dreading it, but still not there yet, so... Okay. Um, what am I listening to? Uh... I, because they put on the first, finally, they put back the first uh, Sun Kill Moon record mm-hmm. on, um, on uh, what's it called, uh, Spotify. I'm very excited, so I downloaded that, and, and I've been listening to that a lot. I mean, that record's back in, like, early 2000s, or I think it was 99, I don't remember, but it's uh, Ghosts, of, Ghosts of the Great Highway, so I've been listening to that and a lot of Mark Kozilek uh, stuff. Uh, I think that, I mean, I would assume that most um, Death Cab listeners would listen to him, but uh, he's got a couple monikers, Sun Kill Moon, Red House Painters, and also just his his name, Mark Kozlek. Very interesting stuff. Uh, As the catalog goes on, it gets very dense, like to the point where it's two-hour albums that it's just him rambling, but it's over beautiful guitar and very interesting. You would like it, Ali, I think. Mm -hmm. But you'd also hate it at the same time. But it's a storytelling album. Okay. So, I, I I think it would be interesting to do if we ever after Death Cab if we did one of his albums, how you would feel about it. Fair enough. Um, maybe possibly. So, yeah. What have you been listening to? Uh, I've listened to the three Boy Genius song, which is the new uh, what do you call it? Supergroup. Supergroup, yes. When you get three obscure artists and put them in the band. They are not obscure. First of all, they are pretty much all the same. <laughs> yeah, but they're not by any means famous. I mean, they're pretty famous. Okay, fine. Um, Julian Baker, Phoebe Bridgers, and Lucy Ducas. Uh I very much like the songs. I think that Phoebe is kind of drowned out in the tracks, Well, in my opinion. She's highlighted in... Uh, me and my dog a lot. 
Yeah, but I feel like Lucy is probably the most prominent on all the tracks. They sound like more her style than anything. Yeah, the songs fit her style quite a bit. I think the one song obviously highlights Julian Baker because she pretty much sings the whole track. Mm-hmm. And that just sounds like something off of like um, Turn Off the Lights, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to see them. I bought my ticket. I'm very excited. They're um, not coming to Baltimore or D.C., so I will not be seeing them. Mm, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> sucks to suck. Um, I mean, you could see Death Cab. I know Shanti wants to go with you. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm considering going to Death Cab. We'll see. Um, I've listened a lot to REM, mostly because I've been listening a lot to the REM podcast. Are you talking REM re me? I still think R.E.M., and I think I've discussed this with you, not that they're an underrated band by any means, they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and all this other shit, but I still think that they deserve more praise than they get. (laughs) I I think they've become obscure since they stopped playing. Like, they were peak famous, and then they become less famous because, no, like, millennials aren't listening to them anymore. Yeah, but, like, I, at the same time, millennials know all the songs. Everybody hurts and, like, Losing sure, My yeah, Religion. Sure, yeah, yeah. Losing My Religion, a there's, a, there's a lot of hits that everyone knows. Yeah, like, I think that they're a band that, like, they have a lot of fucking hits that people forget are theirs. Mm-hmm. And they write great albums. Happy Shiny People is amazing. Fair enough. I also have so a new... amazing. What? Uh, I was gonna say so amazing that Kurt Cobain killed himself to that song to that album. Okay, now we're getting dark for no reason. <laughs> um I've developed a new absurd song that I love. Well it's not an absurd you know how like sometimes I'll fall in love with a song where you're like, Why do you like the song? I'm like, I don't know. Like, for example, Bonfire Heart by um, uh, James you don't Blunt. like that song. You like making fun of that song. I love that song because. No, you don't. All right. Well, of. then I misinterpreted your your whatever. <laughs> um, my latest love is "Downeaster Alexa" by Billy Joel. <laughs> okay. Which sounds like this weird, like it has a little bit of a sea shanty vibe to it. It has a little bit of a James Bolton vibe to it. It's way over the top, and the lyrics make no sense, and I love it. And so I'm, age, Joel. I'm not a Billy Joel guy either, is the problem. I love Billy Joel. I mean, uh, 70 Joel, strictly. That's fair. He uh, he plays Boston a lot. Yeah, well, he plays Fenway pretty much every year. I mean, he plays fucking... He has the most sold-out shows at Madison Square Garden of any artist. Mm-hmm. I think he has, like, 50. Fair, yeah. He's been playing every month. He doesn't sell it out, and he still sells it out. Oh, like God. he's been doing that for like three years now. All right, let's before we wrap up, let's talk about uh, the things listeners should expect. Next episode is the Open Door EP. Yes, it is the Open Door EP. We also want to know how you feel about the records. Uh, thank you for today. So please sh- uh, shoot us emails, uh, tweet at us, or. Um, uh, you know, a comment on our Instagram post um, at the facts pod. Um, and also you can email us at uh, we have the facts pod at gmail.com. Yeah. If you I guys have any interesting insights that you sent us before we put out, uh, cause we get a lot of emails of people who give us like interesting insights right after we do an album and we love those. But if you send us something in advance for thank you for everything, we'll, 
probably talk about like your theories or your your ideas or things you like and things you don't like. So just if you have uh, anything interesting to say about the album, let us know. Yeah, and I think that this is a weird, um, interesting uh, concept now because this is the first time that you can talk to us before Ali even has the listen to the album. So I think it'll be cool that we can talk about that kind of stuff. We're also um, next gonna do we're we're gonna finish up with codes and keys and Kintsugi and then thank you for for everything. Um, I know people are now upset because I've said it wrong so many times, but at this point I can't correct myself. Uh, yeah, and you're just being a dick to everybody, so that's cool. <laughs> uh, we're gonna do after that. We're gonna do an episode where we rank some stuff. We have some interesting ideas for stuff maybe to come after. We might do some of the solo projects. We have. Well, we a, already have. We already have one episode. That yep. uh, is lined up. So uh, postal service. We have a couple other things that we might try to do. Pretty much, Death Cab will probably be over by I would say the end of October. We'll find out. I, I, I there's a lot of interesting things I want to try to do before we're done with the Death Cab run. Yeah, I mean we'll still check in occasionally with Death Cab, mm-hmm. but we're still like like we say at the end of each of these episodes lately. Um, Please let us know if you have any ideas for what you want us to do next um, or what you guys want to hear because we, we kind of want to include you guys and keep you guys listening. So um, there's talk also, to, you, Paul, talk uh, to you, Poland. There's a, there's a big episode coming up, which is the Twilight episode, which I'm sure everyone's excited for. Uh, fuck yourself. Now, here's the problem. I don't think I have Robert Pattinson lined up anymore like I originally did because we've waited so long on this, but I'm, I'm sure we can find someone else interesting to have on that episode. I am very excited for it, and it's definitely happening. Uh, no, it's not. It I is not 110% happening, Justin. I will quit you can right do now. The episode, you can do the episode without me. Nope, you're definitely going to be on and, and if you do the intro... You'll be lying, because I will not always be with you. <laughs> Justin, this is happening. There's no use resisting it. We're going to watch Twilight. We're going to talk about Twilight. I it's can't even watch Twilight awesome. with you. You're not even here. Uh, I'll have George sit down with you and make sure you watch it the whole way through. George would not do that. That that causes that makes George do effort. Effort. He doesn't do that. It's going to happen. I'm sorry. It's going to happen. Although, to be fair, he did... Um, I saw him the other day actually writing in his blog. I was like, holy shit, George is taking this seriously. Yes, our roommate George has a food blog. For those interested, it's Syrian Kitchen, SyrianAmericanKitchen.blogspot.com. I think his yeah? Instagram is G Andrews, and you can see some of the recipes there, too. No, it's like not Spanish Jorge. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. What is yeah. it? It's like not at, at not Spanish Jorge. Okay, figure that one out, guys. Um, well, what song do you want to play at the end? Uh, I don't know. Uh, either Down East or Alexa or something off the album, maybe. Oh, you mean off of Thank You for Today? We could do that. Uh, yeah, let's do... Let's just do Summer Years. All right. Uh, we'll leave you guys with Summer Years. Uh, as always, keep in touch, and uh, we'll hear you hear us next week. Bye! Bye!
Summer 